Upon your return from Calais, you met with Jeremy Corbyn in his parliamentary office and told him what you saw there. It appalled you and him that the desperate of the world were treated with less respect than recyclable rubbish. From your trip to Calais until your death two years later, the plight of the refugees tormented you. In them, you recognized all the mistakes and sins of neoliberalism come home to roost. Moreover, because modern society is now governed by dog-whistle politics, you surmise refugees were going to die in their thousands, trying to reach safety and receive no accommodation or sanctuary for their efforts. Your last book attempted to create the reasons for building a more compassionate society, which included making refugees welcome. However, the bloom had gone off your brand due to your ardent support for Jeremy Corbyn. The media class we depended on to promote your life and experiences was losing interest in you because unlike so many other influencers, you refused to denounce Jeremy. You had so many opportunities to join the crowd he wanted to destroy Corbyn's leadership. An MP even reached out to you to join the coup. Owen Smith was so desperate to get you to support his leadership bid, he left many obsequious voicemails on our telephone where he called you mate. That arsehole is no mate of mine, you said. We're not in, we were not in a, were it not for your social media presence, the last 18 months of your life would have been like when we started this odyssey in 2010, because you had much to say, but few avenues to be heard. That autumn, we prepared for what would be your last book tour. I sensed you didn't want to go. You were weary, but you went because you felt you owed me, your publisher, your fans, the dead, one final push for a better Britain. I promised you it would be your last tour. No one would ever put you on the road again, and I would find a way for you to have a garden to putter in when the next summer returned. The tour was short, and you worked as you had always done with a relentless passion. I was worried everyone was pushing you too hard, including me. I wasn't happy with how the publisher constructed the tour or the outsourced publicist with whom I was in a continuous argument over overwhelming redundant events that didn't fit your politics. The publicist wanted you to do Piers Morgan on GMB. It will sell books, she said. But I told them my father doesn't do interviews with dickheads. The tour was too much for you. I couldn't conceal my stress and your body was simply too old to be put in the yoke to flog a book, as you called it, that bloody shuck I'm in again. Halfway through it, you came down with an infected eardrum. At dinner with your former editor, you complained about a sudden pain in your ear, but then brushed it off as nothing. The next morning you awoke and your pillow looked like the last pillow Abe Lincoln rested on because it was soaked in blood. A doctor was called and attended to you, and you were treated with antibiotics and bed rest. I didn't feel good about any of this, you, yet you somehow finished the tour, but I felt guilty and ashamed that I hadn't better provided for you, so you didn't have to do this arduous traveling. But by Christmas, you were in the hospital with pneumonia, that from that point onwards, you never shook. Most of January 2018 you spent in hospital, I still thought you were going to fully recover because your doctors told me so. He's tough. He can pull through. But by February, you were in for a short stay in hospital again. Each time you were released from the hospital, I took you home. I would tell you, now you are retired. You can recover and enjoy the time you have in the sun. I fed you, bathed you, pampered you as much as possible. It didn't matter, though, because you developed congestive heart failure. You needed a walker to amble about the apartment. You shuffled like an old man, and your memory grew confused or faded. When you were well enough, I'd take you out for drives or trips to the store. Without talking about it, we knew the final darkness of death was beginning to set. The long shadow of your ending was now cast over our daily life together. Sometimes when you were in the shower, I heard you sing the lyrics to Kurt Bile's September song. 
when days dwindle down to a precious few, but there's a long, long way between May and September.